This message was recorded live at Life Church Lancashire, a contemporary Christian church in the north of England. Learn more at lifelanks.org. I hope you're having a great day. Again, I want to say a massive Merry Christmas. Hope you are going to have a great time with family, friends, whatever you're up to today. And uh, I don't know what you're doing to celebrate Christmas. Maybe today a highlight for you is that Christmas cracker joke that you get to tell in your greatest performance. Maybe it's that present that you open and it is the strangest thing you've ever seen on planet Earth. And think, surely that was not for me. Or maybe it's the near disaster that is the Christmas lunch. The kitchen swimming in gravy with little burnt turkey boats floating around in it. Well, I hope for us Christmas can be all about the fact that Jesus came and the fact that he began a new transformation. And the thing I love about the Christmas story is this, is that the Christmas story is a continuation of the creation story. It says this in John 1, and we're going to look at John's account of Christmas briefly this morning, just for a few moments. It says this, it's going to be on the screen. The word was first. The word was present to God. God present to the word. The word was God in readiness for God from day one. Everything was created through him. Nothing, not one thing came into being without him. What came into existence was life and life and the life was light to live by. The life light blazed out of the darkness and the darkness could not put it out. And then John's summing up of the Christmas story is this, verse 14. The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, like father, like son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. The Christmas story is a story of Jesus coming and getting involved. Coming and getting involved, not just for a moment, but beginning a process of transformation. And I love that verse right there. Let's leave it on the screen for a moment, guys. That Jesus came here, the word, Jesus himself, became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. Jesus came and got involved in our situation. He got messy. He got skin on. He understood what it is to be human. He already understood, but he's showing us how much he understands and how much he loves us. That Jesus came and was. He was in our midst. And I love that. The fact that he didn't just send a solution from from heaven to solve our problems, to solve our chaos and our mess and our past and all that stuff. But yet he came and he was. And so this morning I want us to reflect for a few moments on the fact that Jesus came to be. Jesus came to be. To be present. Not He didn't just come for a moment. He didn't just come to... To, to be around the moment, he came to be in the moment. He didn't just come for a moment, he came to be in the moment. And that is the power of the Christmas story, is how Jesus came and got involved. And Jesus came in, in many different ways. You know, one of the ways Jesus came, he came in vulnerability. He came in utter vulnerability. He came as a baby. Why would the God of heavens, the God of the universe, come and be a baby? What can a baby do? I don't have kids, but I, can, I have friends who have kids, and I can see that babies are pretty dependent, and they can't do much. And I'm not really sure why they're so entertaining. But anyway, that's a separate matter. Um, they seem cute for a few minutes. But then when they, <laughs> it's just, uh, just a baby just going, yeah. Um, But, you know, there's a vulnerability, this baby. And then straight on up in the Christmas story, as we probably know, 
this baby is under threat of being killed by King Herod. And they have to make this a miraculous escape to Egypt, running away from that situation to get away, to escape, to survive. Jesus came in this vulnerability. But what does it say here in verse 14? We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, like father, like son. When Jesus came as a baby, we see God in his greatness in vulnerability. We see Jesus in this moment, God himself in this baby's body. And there are people coming and worshipping him straight off the bat. And I love that. You know, it says in Colossians that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. This baby was the image of the grandeur of God in a baby. So Jesus came in vulnerability. Jesus also came in the most unusual way. And so I'd just like to uh, invite my good friend George Webster to come and help me out. Because I struggle sometimes with Christmas. So give it up for George. And uh, he's going to come up here and help me out for a moment. You all right? Yeah. Good. Are you happier now? Yeah. Great. What's this? It's a present for you. Is it? It's a present for me? That's very nice. Shall I open it now? Yeah. Okay. One second. Don't, I don't actually know what this is. This isn't pre-prepared. So it could, it could go very wrong, couldn't it? Uh, trusting a few particular people in the room. Oh, it's what I've always wanted. It's a shark plug. It's a plug to go in my sink. For anyone who doesn't know me, probably because I've never mentioned in a preach that I actually quite like sharks. Uh, and it's, I, I always wanted a new plug. My current one's a bit pezzy, really. Thank you. And it floats when you put it in the... Sh- All right, you get the picture. Thank you very much, George. That's amazing. Great, thank you. Um, that's awesome. So, George, can you tell us a, a bit about some of the characters in the Christmas story in the Nativity? Tell us, tell us who they are. Jesus, Mary, um, the shepherds, the kings, and yeah. Herod who wanted to kill Jesus. Wow. Was there anyone else? Did you play anyone else at, at White Christmas? The angel, Angel Gabriel as well. Yes, very good, very good. So all these different characters involved in the story, and we see them pop up in different moments. And in some ways, it's an incredibly unusual. Like, why, why are all these different people involved? We've got these kings or these magi coming from the east, coming from the Iran area. Why are they involved? They're following a star. We've got shepherds, the lowest of the low in society. We've got a teenage couple from the backwaters of Palestine giving birth to this baby. And so... That is quite. Inc- do you find that weird? Yeah. Cool. Um, so do I. That's good. Um, and so, w- for you, George, when you think about the Christmas story, when you think about all that stuff, you mentioned us day before it's God's birthday. But is there anything else of what the Christmas story really means to you? That is Jesus' birthday, and Jesus came to save us. Yes, very good. Give it up for George. Good job, mate. How good is that? Take that away today from the message. It's Jesus' birthday and Jesus came to save us. That's strong. That'll that'll preach. And so actually, when we look at these different characters, and the thing is, the reason I want Josh come and help me with that is because we know this from such a young age. We know these characters. We know this story. And sometimes maybe we've become over familiar with it. It's actually really weird. It's actually a bit unusual how Jesus came. You see, Jesus was predicted to come as the Messiah, the Savior, the King of the Jews, the one who was going to rescue them. 
But he came as a completely different kind of leader, a completely different kind of Messiah. You see, what they were expecting was a king to be born in a palace, but he was born in a stable. What they were expecting was a warrior king, but what they got was a humble leader. What they were expecting was someone to come and overthrow the Romans violently, but he brought peace. You see, Jesus was the Messiah, but not the Messiah they were expecting. And he came in the most unusual way. He came to be part of us, to be with us, to, to show us, actually, this is what it can be like to live this life in a different way. The third thing is this. Jesus came as a gift. Jesus came as a gift. He came as a gift to us. I don't know if you've had bad presents. Uh, I'll just name three. Uh, this isn't me being ungrateful. 27 years of my life, I've had amazing presents. These are just hilarious. Um, my auntie, oh, sorry, auntie. You know one of those aunties that's not your auntie and your parents tell you, they're your auntie and uncle. They're not. Um, bought me a pack of 51 playing cards one time. If you don't play cards, there's meant to be 52 plus jokers. They were the jokers. Um, my mum, uh, sorry about this mum, um, my mum once bought me um, a set of flight socks because I was going to South Africa. Now, last time I checked, 18-year-olds don't need decompression socks. That's more like 50 plus. Um, yeah, that, that, wasn't, that wasn't great. And then, this is the best one. My grandma, who's no longer with us, decided um, to buy me an address book for my dedication when I was six months old. Now, either she's prophetic, and it's like, you're going to need this. You're going to have loads of friends. You're gonna f- this, is, this is the real one. This isn't a fit. This is real. It says in the front. It's written from her. There we go. Yeah. December the 15th, 1991. That's how old that is. They don't make them like they used to. All that kind of thing. And I actually use that. I don't put addresses in my phone. I thought, I'm going to use that. Um, but maybe we've, hopefully we'll have great presents today. But Jesus was the ultimate gift. Jesus was this ultimate gift for us. He, he wasn't just a gift for a moment. He was a gift that lasts. And uh, Jesus is, says right here, generous inside and out. In, in uh, John 1, 14, generous inside and out. You see, Jesus is the gift, but he's also this beautiful picture of generosity. You see, God is generosity and he is generous. You see, that is the nature of God. That is who he is. That's how he operates. And Jesus coming to earth was, a sim- was not just a symbol, but actually just, a, in some ways, a, a small depiction of the overall generosity of God, but the greatest moment of generosity too. Because God wasn't just generous at Christmas. God is generous all the time. And, and Jesus' generosity stretched this far. John 3.16 says, as we probably know it well for some of us, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's how far his giving goes. You see, Jesus wasn't just to be a gift. He was a, to come as a gift to be a sacrifice. A sacrifice so that actually we didn't have to make that sacrifice to pay the punishment for our mistakes in our past. And when he died on that cross 30 or so years later, rose from the dead three days later, he said, I've taken it. I've done it. I didn't just come as a gift at Christmas. I didn't just come for a moment. I came to change humanity forever. I came to be the game changer, not just a game. And, and when he did that, 
he, he, he shifts from being just a gift, and it shows his ultimate generosity. Generous inside and out. How beautiful is that? And, and, and G, Jesus came, uh, the fourth, fourth, fourth thought I've got this morning, Jesus came uh, to be, help us out Matthew so I get the wording right. Jesus came to show us a new way. Jesus came to show us a new way of living, a life of purpose, a life to the full, an eternal life. That's the kind of life he came to show us how we could live, that he invites us to live. I love what it says in John 1.14 right there. True from start to finish. True from start to finish. See, there's two things about that. There's the fact that God is truth. Jesus is the ultimate truth. He is coming as truth. And he is enabling us to live out the truth of who he's created us to live. See, he unlocks something in us when we connect with Jesus. When we say, actually, Jesus, I want to be part of what, what you're part of. I want to live that life for you. He unlocks like a new truth in us. And we realize who he's created us to be. But the other thing is this. He's true from start to finish. You see, he's, he, he's true at the start of time when he created the, the word was with God and was God right at the start. Right till the end of time, he is true. He is truth in everything he does. And that truth is what unlocks us and enables us to live that life for him. He, he's, not, he's not swaying from that. He is the rock in our stormy times. He is the, he's the one we can cling to. He is the one we can hold on to. But he is also the one that we can follow. He's the same yesterday, same forever, it says in Hebrews. He is true from start to finish. So that's, that's who he is. And that's the, the life he's shown us to live. And the, the fifth and final thing is this. Jesus came to invite us to go. Jesus came to invite us to go. You know, my favorite characters in the, in the, in the Christmas story are the shepherds. I love the shepherds. Uh, some people are fascinated by the Magi. These uh, Iranian astrologers, these people coming from afar. You know, there's a fascinating element about them. I love the shepherds because I think I'm probably more like them. Ordinary um, and, uh, and, you know, slightly less educated. Uh, uh, and they were people who, who, who were just getting on with their job, faithfully looking after sheep, doing a job that actually no one really wanted to do. And the Magi followed a star, but the angels appeared to the shepherds, the heavenly hosts, it says in the Bible. They appear to them. And these shepherds, they go immediately, leave their sheep, they go and find Jesus and they worship him. And this is what it says in Luke 2, uh, in the message version. If you can pop that up, please, Matthew. Mary, so this is just after they've been in worship. Mary kept all these things to herself, holding them dear, deep within herself. The sheep herders returned and let loose. Come back to that in a moment. Glorifying and praising God for everything they had heard and seen. It turned out exactly the way they had been told. In another version, it says they shared with everybody. You see, the sheep, the sheep herders or the shepherds, however you want to say it, they could not contain what they had experienced. They had to go let it out. They had to go share that actually Jesus the Messiah is here and there. Maybe they're not even maybe they weren't even saying the Messiah because maybe they didn't even know like about the Messiah. They were just like the, the world is changing. Everything's changing. Transformation is about to happen. Something has happened and God has appeared to us and now we have met God in the flesh. And they can't help but share that with others. And hopefully this Christmas, when we're reminded of Jesus, we aren't just reminded, oh, that's a nice thought. 
But actually, we have a fresh encounter with him today. We have a fresh experience of him today. So that actually, when we go out from Christmas Day, wherever it might be in our coming weeks in 2019, that actually, we let loose. We let loose. We can't help but share it. I love at the start of time, we see this, we see this, we see this picture in, in John 1 of, of light. And um, you see, God's been on, on the move of letting loose the whole time. That's what he's been up to since the start of time. And, it, and, and we've got this beautiful picture that the world is full of darkness and then God speaks light. And you see, God is in the business of bringing light, love and life to every dark space and dark place. To quote my friend Pete Baker. And... And actually, that is what he invites us to be part of. And so Christmas is a game changer. Because it's not just a game changer for us individually. It's a game changer for them what we carry wherever we go. That actually we bring the light, love, and life of God to every single place that we come to. Every single dark place and dark space. You know, it says this, just going back to John 1 verse 5. It's a beautiful image. The life light blazed out of the darkness. And the darkness could not put it out. The darkness could not put it out. You see, when Jesus comes, when Jesus comes at Christmas, he brings light, he brings life, he brings love. And the darkness cannot put it out. How awesome is that? How awesome is that, that we get to be part of that? We get to be the kind of people who bring the compassion and grace and love of God to everywhere we go. The joy, as we heard about the other week from Jeff, that actually we get to bring that wherever we go. And so this Christmas... I want us to think about this, this thought, that Jesus came to be amongst us, to show us, deliver us, and send us. The I am came to unleash the I am in us. You see, God is the ultimate I am. The Bible talks about that he is this I am, this ultimate, is beyond words. We can't describe him, but because we are created in his image, he unleashes that in us. And that's what we carry wherever we go. He came to be amongst us, show us, deliver us, and send us. The I am came to unleash the I am. In us. And so this Christmas, can I invite us to enjoy every aspect of it, but to carry something of this Christmas message that just burns out of us, that shines out of us in dark space and dark places. That actually Jesus came to be and he came to invite us to go. And all we have to do is surrender to him. We surrender to him and say, God, I want to be part of what you're part of. It said this in the spoken word. I'll finish with this. And then the band are going to lead us. If we could put the quote, yeah. In the activity, remember the nativity. Your pain and shame undone. For you, a son is given. Over you, a song is sung. But don't just remember. Respond and surrender. For Christ, the Saviour, is born. Amen. Discover more about us at lifelanks.org and stay inspired by subscribing to the podcast via iTunes. Thanks for listening.